0: pressure to close schools as the COVID-19 pandemic in South Africa gains momentum has been mounting, as South Africa was now in the coronavirus pandemic storm, in the words of President Cyril Ramaphosa.
1: We accept that a number of teachers have become infected and a number of learners have become infected and there has been a clear voice and a message that's coming from uh, teacher unions The Minister of uh, Basic Education is involved with the teacher union organizations and uh, they are discussing this matter and I'm hoping that we will will have a consensus building type of outcome where we are able to come to, uh,
0: to a conclusion on what we should do. On Tuesday, the South African Democratic Teachers Union resolved that schools should close until the COVID 19 peak had passed. On Wednesday, the National Professional Teachers Organization of South Africa joined the choir of voices demanding that schooling be halted.
1: The study done presented
2: a picture where indeed the learners in Australia in Italy are not infecting each other. That is what we were presented with in order to motivate for the reopening of the schools. The South African situation, however, has provided another side of the virus where so many learners have been infected and seven
3: have lost their lives.
0: The World Health Organization this week said that reopening schools in any country is only safe in the context of low community transmissions of COVID-19.
1: We're not the only country that has gone ahead to open schools. A number of other countries have gone ahead to open schools. Now, the World Health Organization, as I was saying earlier, has, has uh, cautioned that those countries, where there is still arise in infections, uh, it would not be wise to open schools.
0: And that's where we found ourselves this week on The Story trying to make sense of what lies ahead for South Africa's fraught education system and the country's school children in the midst of an unpredictable pandemic. I am Rian Grobler, senior journalist at News24, and this is the third season of The Story.
2: You're listening to The Story. It's a podcast by News24. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story, this is what we saw, heard and uncovered this week.
0: Okay, so we're going to chat to News24 journalist Sesona Ngakamba, who's been covering the education sector over the last few days. And we start on Tuesday when South Africa's biggest teachers' union, the South African Democratic Teachers' Union, or... Uh, known as SATU, resolved that schools should close amid a peak in COVID-19 cases in South Africa. Now, Sesona was there. Sesona, tell us a little bit more about what SATU wants.
2: Thanks, Rian. Um, Basically, SATU, you know, um, it was actually a shock for for many because they've been quite quiet about the closure of schools and have been monitoring um, the work being done um, with regards to ensuring that they are safe for pupils. But on Tuesday... Um, It was rather shocking for many, but also a relief for parents and guardians. And, you know, they resolved during a national executive meeting um, that, you know, they think schools should close amid the peak of coronavirus infections in the country. And they stated various reasons for that, um, saying that, you know, one of the reasons were the science evolution. Yes, they acknowledged that, you know, um, the Department of Education did receive... um, scientific, you know, evidence stating that children were less susceptible to the virus, to contracting the virus. But now they've noted that there've been a lot of cases within the school environment with teachers and and pupils, you know, contracting the virus and they think that it would worsen, especially during a peak. So those are one of the reasons they thought perhaps if schools can just close just until the end of the peak, and then maybe the Department of Education can use the period while schools are closed, to prepare so that when everyone returns, so that everyone can return at the same time after the peak.
0: So, Sisuna, fair enough. Satu wants the schools closed until after the peak. But what do they expect to happen while the schools are closed?
2: Yeah, you know, interesting enough, Rian. Um. During the press conference, someone asked, so why are you not calling for the academic year to be scrapped off? And they said that that would be very difficult to happen because of inequalities within our schooling system. You'd know that, you know, private schools have already even started um, taking in other pupils in other grades. And they said that it can't be possible for, for the academic year to be scrapped. But what can be done... Whilst pupils are at home, especially the Matrix that, you know, are writing the final exams in preparation for going into varsity next year. There could be radio lessons um, that are coordinated by both, um, you know, radio stations and cooperating teachers that will be um, facilitating those. And they call for those to be interactive and instructive. And they also want, you know, pupils to be provided with um, perhaps gadgets um, so that they can learn um, via websites that, which they say that should be zero-rated. So they want more like of a blended learning, online learning system to be in place um, so that, you know, pupils are not left behind.
0: Satu's Secretary General, Mugwena Moluleke, among other things, said that there were cases where school principals were not telling people about infections at their schools. Was there any evidence presented for, for this claim?
2: There was no evidence, um, Rian, but they did say that they had a feeling that um, the, the Department of Education was not you know, actually adhering to its standard operating procedures. And that is why that school principals were f- perhaps fearing to, to talk about cases that they record in schools. Um, not necessarily that they do have evidence, but they've been hearing it here and there. Um, They don't have um, tangible evidence to to back that up.
0: All right, Sesona, the the education unions are not the only people coming on board uh, with calls for schools to close. We had the former DA leader, Musi Maimane, who has created a petition calling for government, in his own words, not to gamble with children's lives. Tell a little bit more about this petition and what Maimane plans to do.
2: Yes, um, indeed, Riyan. Uh, my Musa Maimane, the former DA leader, as you know, he's the leader of uh, One South Africa Movement now. And since pupils returned to school on the 8th of June, they've, had, um, they've been in court, you know, fighting, saying that, you know, it is irrational that the Department of Education had allowed for school pupils to go back. And, you know, um, I spoke to Musa Maimane, and he has this petition that's received over 192,000 signatures and he was saying that, you know, all they are asking the, the Department of Education to do is really just um, consider just laying back for a while during the peak. Um, and he says that it's not about him politicking. Uh, it's, it's, it's literally about the lives. And he, he believes that the science is also ev- evolving, um, which is why he feels strong. He even told me that he is willing to go to the highest court. Um, we know that the High Court in Pretoria um, dismissed his application. Um, uh, he's saying that he's willing to go to the highest court, and with this petition um, that's received over one hundred and ninety-two thousand um, signatures, uh, he says that it would hold um, water for him to actually head to the highest court.
0: All right, so, so now, But what does the science really say? Schools open on the eighth of June already. That's more than it's been more than a month and a week and counting. Um, are we seeing a, an a huge increase in COVID nineteen cases in teachers at our schools.
2: Yes, we are, and we are seeing an increase in, in infections at schools. And I think one of the reasons is it's not basically because these cases are coming from the school; it's, it's it has to do with local, um, you know, community transmissions. Of course, we know that teachers and pupils belong to communities, and if there's um if there's infections within communities, then they spew out into school community. So it is that um, it's happening outside, but it affects, you know, the school, the schooling system.
0: So Sasona, what what is your take? When might we expect a decision on this?
2: The Department of Basic Education usually holds its um, briefings on Sundays. um, But my predictions are that we can expect anything between Sunday and Wednesday, next week Wednesday.
0: All right, that was uh, News24 journalist Sisona Ngakamba speaking to us there. Thank you, Sisona.
2: Thanks, Ria. All
0: right, next we welcome Tidi Madia, who's a political journalist at News24. Tidi, President Cyril Ramaphosa remarked earlier this week that we are now in the pandemic storm, which is characterised by a sharp peak of infections. How does this apply to schools? What were his comments about
3: that? You know, President Ramaphosa had a lot of interesting remarks. I was listening to him on Wednesday evening, and I kept thinking to myself when he was hosting in Bizo and I kept thinking to myself, he sounds like they're going to close the schools because he kept referring to the World Health Organization, kept referring to the unions, and the fact that there are parties, numerous stakeholders, who have been saying opening schools is the wrong way to go. We are not seeing a a reduction, a decrease in community transmissions. In fact, the country's headed for a peak. And we are seeing numerous schools closing time in memoriam because of COVID infections. Teachers are dying, learners are being in, uh, infected as well. So you could get a sense that he's willing to go back to the table to actually come out and say let's closed schools. But he did say that the matter is under discussion and within coming days, there should be some sort of response. But because our president is that consensus building guy, he wants the response to be, you know, all inclusive and having had everybody's views. So within a few days, I think we will then know what the fate is for these African schools and most importantly, the academic year.
0: The EFF has come out guns blazing, saying this will amount to mass murder. What, what was the reaction there?
3: That's also, again, one of those things where I'm saying it's not a surprising view coming from the EFF, because from the minute they knew schools would be reopened, I think the conversation started just before June. They were against it, saying that you are sentencing our children, really, to to murder. You know, you are forcing them to learn with death in the room, you know. How are they meant to focus in an environment of learning when they know that if they pick up, covid they either themselves could risk death or take it back to their homes where their parents would or die so the eff vehemently refusing saying that even with the digging of the graves you know preparing space for those who might die that's um condemning them to death and saying it's the wrong move remember rian eff would rather the country remain at level five as this thing as this pandemic heads for a peak so they're definitely against it
0: All right. Now, T D obviously the opening of schools, uh, we're talking about health issue. We're talking about an education issue. But to what extent has it become a political issue? We know, for example, based on research by Ask Africa, Minister, Basic Education Minister, Angie Motsega, is being considered the least popular of all ministers in the country at the moment. How has this become a political issue for Ramaphosa and the governing party?
3: I think by and large, with everything around the pandemic, Riyan, all his fear, love and war, um, the minister has become an interesting political football, if you may because of where she fails she has been tone deaf and i think that that argument and that criticism is fair because she doesn't seem to have a full comprehension of what she put forward initially she didn't seem to have an understanding of what she was asking of parents and of schools in the country and she didn't seem to have a thorough understanding of the state of schools you know and so when somebody in that position leads like that seems tone deaf to the issues once schools reopen without ppes then you get people starting to accuse them of merely chasing tenders saying that you are pushing for this because you know that there must be tenders that are processed which means that then you gain and then your patronage network continues to work you can't dismiss people feeling that way because she doesn't seem to be listening i fully understand why she's seen as unpopular and why she actually is a a, a liability for Sal because politically speaking she's one of the people who campaigned for him so being that kind of character who is responsible for this man's presidency and then to have shown to show so much weakness in guiding and leading schools throughout the pandemic that speaks to his leadership you know so that has been used against them by people even within the ANC and outside the ANC I always say I don't blame opposition parties when you set yourself up and they take the bait you know and they run with it so I could never blame the EFF or the DA when it comes to their views of NJM and I also think it's problematic that what what she puts on the table she seems so set on holding on to without hearing otherwise you know if it wasn't for the world health organization they'd been ignoring other warnings many other warnings about the issue and going back to the drawing board you know it has to be the might of the unions and the world health organization that forces this move so i understand the criticism and as i was trying to say earlier in politics as is in life all's fair
0: and that was C.D. Madia, News24's political journalist. Thank you so much for that, C.D. And that's it from us this week. I'm Rian Grobler and our producer is Shante Schatz.